psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Where's the perception? Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Mike Adelic. I am your host, Mike Brancatelli, and welcome, welcome, welcome back, or welcome for the first time. Hey, if you're new, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for, for giving it a try, uh, you know, thanks for being like, what is this, you know, fucking Mike Adelic, psychedelic podcast thing all about? Let me let me check it out. So thanks for, for making that decision to come and, and check it out. So basically... This show is about exploring all kinds of different topics and ideas, big ideas, you know, big topics in the world, in life, and um, exploring that with a with a psychedelic perspective, um, with a focus on cognitive liberty, and that's what I'm going to talk about today, uh, cognitive liberty, uh, because I think it's so so crucial and so important for the time we live in right now, um, and yeah, and and the psychedelic perspective, you know, I use that. Because I think initially uh, I was very interested in, in discovering psychedelic drugs. But then later on I, I realized that it's not just psychedelic drugs that encompasses the psychedelic mindset or the psychedelic lifestyle. And really what psychedelic means to me is an open-mindedness of exploration of new uh, and interesting things that make us more human, more connected, that, that, that improve ourselves and the world, and, and that sort of uh, investigation into life and those sorts of practices into life. So, you know, meditation and breathing and yoga and uh, fitness and diet and exercise and travel and all kinds of different alternative therapies and healings and, and, and that sort of thing. And so that's, that's really exciting. Um, and I think, you know, one of the reasons why I got so excited about this stuff, well, one, I tried it and I had a mind blowing experience. That's number one. And number two is, you know, I, I always kind of felt like something was off. You know, that, like that matrix quote where, where he's like, you felt it your whole life, Neo, something is wrong with the world. You know, I really resonated with that. I really connected with that because I did feel that way for my entire life. And I, I really couldn't put a finger on it until I was exposed to psychedelics and the ideas of liberty. And uh, that's what we're going to get into today. And I, I felt like a little, I guess, uh, gypped, you know, like, hey, you know, what, what's, the what's the deal with you people keeping this stuff from me? I'm a human being, too. So I, <laughs> I felt like, uh, like kind of like, hey, adults, you know, parents, school, 
authority, world, society, culture. What, what the, what the hell, man? Nobody told me about this stuff. Nobody introduced, you know, nobody introduced this, and and it's only because of, because uh, of my, uh, you know, because of my willingness to try new things and to experiment on myself, that I, you know, defied the law, and took it upon myself to uh, ingest a substance uh, that I that I knew would would produce certain kinds of effects to help me kind of excavate my psyche and my soul and and just dive into a new world and a new experience much the same as as travel i mean that's why they call it tripping you know you're you're taking a trip you're exposing yourself to to novelty and and the novelty that you see when you travel is stimulating to the brain and it it slows down time because it makes everything because uh, everything's new and different and and exciting and and it just it just makes things richer it enriches your life so the same way that travel and taking a trip in that way does that tripping on psychedelics does that as well but the novelty is is ramped up to like high definition and and it and it moves feverishly at a exponential rate of of increasing velocity and it's that's why they call it you know mind-blowing and 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 all that stuff so so my direct experience uh, and and I talk about this a lot. You know, I was influenced by Steve Jobs, and uh, when when he told, when he said that taking LSD was one of the most important things that he's ever done in his life, you know, that gave me that like gave credibility to it because my whole life I I was told that you would go crazy if you if you did this stuff, but that gave credibility to it. Once I started to understand that there was a whole world of people that were behind this thing, that it wasn't just crazy kids losing control or whatever, you know, uh, that there was actually academics and thinkers behind this stuff and scientists. It, it, it blew my mind. It really fascinated me and it caused me to take a, a deeper look into the work of, you know, Timothy Leary and Ram Dass and Ralph Metzner and Andrew Weil and, you know, the, the Harvard Psychedelic Club, as they're called, and, you know, those kinds of pioneers and then discovering, the sunshine makers, you know, these guys were revolutionary. Nick Sands and Tim Scully, you know, just just the 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 the, the kind of unsung heroes of the '60s, you know, bringing on that cultural revolution and and whatnot. And so that really sparked a, a deep uh, thirst for knowledge. And thank you know, thank God for the internet because you know, and the, and the internet is a totally psychedelic birth. Uh, you know, this is a totally psychedelic function this creation is is totally psychedelic and in a way i think of it as like almost like a convergence of things to equal the philosopher's stone you know this kind of this this ultimate knowing and 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 wisdom that we're, we're seeking so the combination of psychedelics and the combination of the internet the freedom and the connection that the internet allows the that sort of thing caused me to investigate a, a bunch of different ideas, learn and research. And, you know, they say that in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. And I do kind of believe that to a certain extent because you do have to have this spark. You do have to have this catalyst that propels you to search. You know, there's a lot of people that are semi-content in their lives and they don't feel this need to go and search for more and you know maybe they think it's a bunch of gibberish and nonsense and that's 
you know, it's partially not their fault. They've been conditioned to think that way. They've been conditioned to 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 be that way. And and we're going to get deeper into this today. But um, with this this convergence of in 2012 is when this was all happening, this convergence of psychedelics and me discovering them and the internet and, you know, the ideas of libertarian thinkers and libertarian thought and philosophy. You know, I just had no idea that these things existed. I was never prevented with, uh, I was never presented with them. <laughs> I was actually prevented uh, from, from learning about them as we all were. And you know, this ties into this whole thing, which I, which I'm a big believer in, is in this. You know, this nothing can stop an idea whose time has come, and the idea is freedom, and its time has 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 always been trying to pop up and come. But I really believe that now is really a crucial point in time because we are living in an unprecedented age of connectedness and we are really shrinking the world and becoming that kind of global village that Marshall McLuhan has talked about. And when he said famously, the medium is the message, you know, the medium is the message, the, 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 where you're getting your information from that in itself is the message. Television was a medium where people were getting information from, but that, that was controlled and limited. And so that message was not freedom. The internet, this is the medium of our age today, and the message of the internet is freedom. And that's why it's so important that we we preserve these freedoms, we preserve these rights, and it's so important that we fight for what is morally right, what is morally just, what is, re- what is fair and honest and true. And, you know, when we're all children, we're taught, you know, not to, to hit other kids and don't steal and don't, you know, take their stuff. And so we need to preserve th- those ideas because along the way they get beaten out of us and replaced with different things and, you know, this whole indoctrination process that, that happens. But I want to talk today about cognitive liberty, cognitive freedom. You know, this is a revolutionary idea. This is the equivalent of a birthing of a new evolution of consciousness, a new awakening of thought. You know, the, the, the people that are telling us that this is wrong, that psychedelics should be illegal, that, that you know, the people that are telling us that, that this is the way the world is and you must accept it or else, those people are operating on an old software, an old world power structure system. And it's it makes sense that they are operating in that way because that's what they know that's what they've been exposed to you know uh, forgive them for they know not what they do you know they are just doing what they think is best for themselves because everybody is motivated by self-interest but they maybe unwillingly are perpetuating a toxic system a toxic way of life. And and we see this with kind of all the the problems that we have and the wars and the death and the you know the 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 environmental issues, the the pollution. You know, we see we see this kind of stuff happening and manifesting. We see illnesses and disease and depression and 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 things that we've never experienced before. You know, heart attack rates are through the roof, you know, diabetes, all this kind of stuff. And it's because we've been operating on this old world paradigm, this old model that no longer serves us, that no longer serves us, the millennial generation and people that think along with us, 
you know, where are the ones that are the ambassadors of the new age of, of reason and enlightenment? Where are the ones that are ushering in a new, a dawn of a new awakening that can actually start, you know, replacing the old model with a new one and create a n- new rules to a, to a new game? You know, we've been playing the same kind of game for a long time, and the baton keeps getting passed from one generation to the next, and we keep perpetuating this cycle of unconsciousness and fear, and it's, it is this fear-based model of control and, and uh, you know, and kind of programming, so to speak, in order to, in order to, of course, you know, benefit uh, the people at the top and and you know the people at the top they 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 don't know what else to do you know this is what they've been doing their whole lives or this is what their parents have been doing or you know this is the cycle and it's it's hard to break the cycle but i i don't think we necessarily need to break it i think what we need to do is offer up alternatives and replace it uh, i think um that's you know symposia the they're they're the psychedelic activist collective and, and I had a uh, Mike Margulies on the podcast uh, to talk about a little bit about cognitive liberty and, and so on and I think those guys are doing tremendous work absolutely tremendous work and one of the things that one of their mottos is you know you 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 create a new model to make the old one obsolete and that that is that is what we're seeing that is creative destruction that is a free market ideology. Create a, create something better that makes the old one obsolete. That makes people look at the old thing and go, "Well, we don't want that anymore. That sucks." You know, this way of doing things is way better. And the reason why the reason why this is so important is because this is what America was built on, and we have a short memory. We don't remember, but we need to remember because it wasn't too long ago that Thomas Paine wrote, these are the times that try men's souls. When, when revolutionary ideas were being birthed and manifested into reality, when the thoughts of great minds like Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Paine and, and these, these revolutionary thinkers were spewing out, Thomas Jefferson and, and so on, were spewing out of the, of the pubs and the, the chatter of the coffee houses and, and you know this, this new age of enlightenment that has come about that helped manifest into reality, an actual change, a new paradigm shift of how things could be done. And it was a great idea. But we need to preserve that and bottle that moment and that momentum because we've lost it so far. You know, we are so far gone from that. You know, the, the declaration, the ideas that the Declaration of Independence stood for and the Bill of Rights and, you know, they, they started... They started to get stale and old as soon as the ink dried on after they were written. The, the, these things, you know, the, these ideas, they, they started to lose value like a car being dri- driven off the lot. But that's not the way it should be. We need to constantly be reinforcing these values that the, that the, the revolutionary enlightened minds of our ancestors fought so hard for. You know, and I love uh, Terrence McKenna says, you know, if the words life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness don't include the right to experiment with your own consciousness, then the Declaration of Independence isn't worth the hemp it was written on. God damn, that Terrence McKenna is just 
one of the most beautiful poetic linguistic freaks of our of our time and and god bless that man he he sure as hell came here for a purpose and i think he he did his mission and it's our job to continue those of us who care about these things those of us that care about uh changing and improving our, our own lives and ourselves in order to make the environment and the people around us improved and, 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 and changing the world to a certain extent because the world is you and you are the world. Those of us that care about these kinds of things, it's almost our duty and our obligation to spread the ideas that these people have fought so hard for to spread. And Terrence McKenna he is one of my heroes, along with Alan Watts and Joseph Campbell and Robert Anton Wilson and Murray Rothbard. And these guys are, uh, and Ron Paul, of course, and these guys, these guys are revolutionary, transcendental thinkers. These guys are, are, are pioneers and, and courageous message givers, conduits for the, the message, the idea whose time has come that will never die. You know, in the in the same way that uh, anybody who has lived throughout history has preached these and espoused these kinds of peaceful, loving uh, ideas. So I feel like it is our duty to carry these on, to to stretch, to spread this, you know, to spread the message, to spread the ideas, and in a way. Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts and Joseph Campbell and these guys, these thinkers that I've been exposed to, you know, they're all dead. But guess what? Because of the internet, because of the freedom of the internet, because of the connectedness of the internet, people have uploaded their talks, their speeches, and they live on as digital shamans in a, in a, in a infinite techno space of creativity and freedom and sharing and openness voluntary by the way everybody everybody acting out of their own self-interest to share and spread messages and create clips and put them to music and put them on youtube and you know put them on podcasts and then do things like i'm doing to help spread the message which is interpreting and mixing a bunch of different ideas to come up with a new way to present them and a new way to talk about them and inspire people Go big, you know what I mean? Talk about this. This is life, you know. We're living. Let's do this. We're here. <laughs> it's now, you know. There's no waiting. No one's going to come and save us. You know, it's like uh in in Heroes, that show. I remember it was like find the others, you know, find the find them. Save the cheerleader, save the world was like the slogan. Save yourself. Save the world. Save yourself, save the world and find the others and tell them about it. And that's the way that we make change. That's the way that we create change. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about cognitive liberty, shall we? What is it? What, like, you know, I, I say cognitive liberty, and I don't know what people think. I mean, I, you know, isn't cognitive liberty just liberty? I mean, yeah, it, it is, you know, liberty and freedom. But I want to be specific about it. I want to be... You know, I want to really be precise about this. And um, so, you know, cognitive liberty 
means basically the right to mental self-determination. You get to determine your mental processes. You get to make decisions about how you think and what you think and what you can what you consume, mentally consume. You know, I mean, in, in this fucking sick culture that we live in, we're exposed to so much junk food for the mind, so much fast food for the mind, so much aggressive mental bombardments of advertising and this and that, and just the relentless flow of social media trolling and, and so on and so forth. So it's it's the right to kind of own your, your own mind, the right to Alter your your consciousness in any way that you see fit as long as you're not causing any harm to anybody else and nobody should have the authority to tell you. Nobody ever in history, in life, nobody should have the authority over your own mind. You know, and that is the fundamental question here. It's who owns you? If you own yourself which you do, <laughs> then it's your, It's up to you. You know, you, these decisions are yours. You know, we don't tell people uh, that they can and can't eat certain things. We don't tell people that they can and can't uh, have a hamburger. You know, look, hey, uh, America, heart disease is a leading killer in America, so we, uh, we need to uh, stop selling hamburgers. McDonald's, you got to shut down. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's not going to happen. They, they don't, don't they, but the reason why the law will never be that is because they don't care because it's, this is not, hamburgers are not consciousness expanding um, substances. Consciousness, you know, you don't, you don't eat some, uh, some slaughtered cow and then all of a sudden be, you know, enlightened to, 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 the, to the true nature of your being and the reality that you live in and the true power that you possess inside of your, your soul and your mind and your spirit, your inner fire and your inner wisdom. No, they, they don't do that. So then they're fine. They're fine as far as the authorities are concerned. But the fundamental question is to ask is, do you own yourself or not? Do you own yourself do you own your life? Do you own your thoughts? Do you own your decisions? Who gets to determine? Who chooses? You know, who, who, who gets to determine the choices that you make about your own body, your own mind, your own soul, your own spirit, whatever you want to call it? You know, we, we, we give up this right. Like, we don't even think about it, you know? It's because we're, as soon as we're born into this world, we are born into, you know, and Charles Bukowski has a great poem, uh, Born Into This. It's lovely. Great poem, beautiful. But as soon as you are born into this world, you are born into a system. You're born into a game that has been set up to be played by the consciousness thinking level of the people that preceded us. The, 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 the people that have been in the old model, the old way of doing things, who are desperately clinging on to that power because that is the their lifeblood. That is the way that they identify with themselves. That is the way that they understand how the world works. And we are born into their vision. And we are immediately, instead of them being kind of wise, you know, guardians of, uh, of, of, of freedom and 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 people that inspire us to 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 learn wisdom and you know these in the way that tribal cultures and you know, pre agricultural uh, cultures and societies these these kinds of uh, 
wise old elders, you know, ushering in the the new age, the you know, the new people that are birthed into the tribe. They're they're shown the ways. They're they're shown the ways of the world. They're shown the ways of nature. I just watched Avatar the other day and it's like, you know, obviously the similarities there between the Native Americans uh and and the um, whatever they're called, Navi, you know, it's, it's the, when he's learning how to be this avatar in his body, he's learning about the connection between the body and the, and the plants and the environment and the entire world in which we live. And so we're born into this and immediately we're, we're, we're told what we should think and who, and you know, who we should be and what kind of values are important you know, because of the way that this game has been set up has been set up to, um, you know, to, to have a hierarchy that is kind of not in, in line with every single individual human being's uh, core. It doesn't celebrate the individual and doesn't honor a direct experience of the individual and so on. So, so you're born into this, you know, and, and, but it's ultimately you are more powerful than any other kind of authority that they're in existence. You know, nobody should have the right to tell you what to think and how to think and so on and so forth. Of course, if you're, you know, at a job and your boss tells you, I need those papers done by Friday and you say, you know, I don't tell me what to think, cognitive liberty, you know, I mean, that's, you're just going to get fired. I mean, because there's a voluntary agreement that like you're going to do something and he's going to give you something in exchange. So, you know, you know, it's like we, 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 we need, we should have the right to explore our own inner space. Like we, we don't prevent astronauts from exploring outer space we don't say all right nasa shut it down no exploration of of outer space and you know that's our biological imperative that's who human beings are we are naturally tool builders thrill seekers and inventors and explorers and so we should be allowed to have the freedom to explore all the depths and the corners of what we call this thing life and reality. And that includes our inner space, our inner mind. And that's why psychonauts, that's why the term psychonaut is there because it's like the astronaut for the, the mind, the inner space. So, so when we're talking about this, this cognitive liberty, uh, it's important to kind of break it down, right? So let's break it down into what that means. Cognition, the cognitive part. The, the, the mental action or processes of acquiring knowledge from around, from your environment. Um, it's, it's gaining an understanding through your own thoughts uh, that, you come, that, you, that are generated from yourself. But it's also about learning things and interpreting things and connecting the dots within your mind from the various experiences that you have. Robert Anton Wilson calls this reality tunnels. We're all, we all live in reality tunnels. It's like, you know, you can only know certain things if you're exposed to them or if you seek them out, if a series of coincidences has brought them to you and so on and so forth. So it's this kind of investigation into our environment into our surroundings into our into ourselves and so we come up with an understanding of of what we think is reality and what we call reality through these things through these experiences through these thoughts through language through senses through dance through music through 
uh, just getting an understanding of something through a piece of music that connects with you, that causes you to have a, f- a certain kind of feeling or puts you in a, you know, a certain kind of state. You know, oftentimes we talk about altered states and we talk about drugs and stuff, but you know, music was probably really the first altered state there was, you know, just a, a, a group of tribal kind of people sitting around a fire with the with the gorgeous night sky above them, the infinite vastness of, vastness of the universe resting above their heads as they beat on a drum and dance themselves into a into a euphoric altered state. And and it's been said that out of this language birthed out of this. So really music is the first universal language and then and then you know, our kind of ability to communicate and to form words and create these symbols and so we can share them with, with each other. That that came out of that. So this ability to design like, you know, this this ability to to really understand and and then out of that understanding communicate and share and develop a new understanding. You know, oftentimes the reason why I love doing podcasts so much is because oftentimes I don't necessarily know exactly what I think until I'm talking about it out loud and I'm kind of in a flow state and I'm putting the pieces together in my mind and I'm drawing upon all these different experiences and all these different things that I learned and all these senses that I'm, I'm picking up on and these feelings. I'm letting my intuition guide me in this mental process of discovery and innovation and I'm trying to package that up in a way that you can understand so that I can spark something inside of you that will make you talk with somebody and then when you talk with somebody they'll you guys will start talking and then the conversation will build and it will spread and the language will increase and these ideas will become more of a reality because with more understanding and more communication that that will naturally birth in these these kinds of uh, you know it will infuse this into the culture into into society so that is what we need you know if we want to live in a better world you are the excavator of your own soul and your own psyche. You are the archaeologist of the mind, digging in the depths of your inner space that that makes up uh, your your being. You know, and so so that is the the cognitive part, the cognition part. But sometimes we we can't have full access to unlimited cognition. We, sometimes we, we don't have the allowance. We're not allowed to access all the tools that we need to know who we are, to know what makes us tick, to, to learn about our environment, to learn about where we came from and why we're here and what our purpose is, and to learn that you know about the connectedness of things and to have a better understanding. Sometimes we're not allowed those things, and that's where the liberty part comes in, in the cognitive liberty. And... Liberty, I mean, you know, there's nothing more important than than freedom and liberty. There really is nothing more important than that. I mean, if you if you don't have freedom and you don't have liberty, then you are a slave to some degree or or another. You know, there's just no way about it. You know, oftentimes when I think about this, I get a little mad. You know, I get angry because I'm like, how dare they? How dare they subjugate me, oppress me, enslave me, keep my mind small and simple? How dare they put me in this fucking school and, you know, with these bright lights and 
ungodly hours of the morning jamming all this bullshit propaganda into my mind, aggressing upon, essentially aggressing upon my mind, initiating aggression upon my, my mental cognition abilities, my thoughts, my mind. How dare they? You know, I get I get enraged. I am a free and independent spirit. I am a human being. I was born into this world and nobody is greater than me and I am greater than nobody. You know, that's that's it. You know, we're all human beings and we're all we're all everything that's life. Whatever the life is, we're all life. We're all living. We're all something that exists. You know, people I've heard people say, well, you know, animals aren't really, you know, they don't have, con- you know, consciousness or they can't think or whatever. And yeah, that might be true, but they are alive. They're not robots. They're not zombies. They're not machines. There's life in them. And there's been studies that show that plants make noise when they're being cut. They they screech and scream, you know. It's everything is alive. This is another reason why I'm a big proponent of psychedelics is because under certain kinds of psychedelics, it brings you to that understanding Everything is alive. And I think that's a very important thing. You know, there's there's important things here to keep in mind about cognitive liberty and, and, and stuff. It's 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 all about understanding, you know, communication, language, understanding each other. You know, if we don't understand each other, if there's barriers in between us, then there's no way that we're gonna be able to know what the other person is if if the other person is uh benevolent or, or whatever we, the, the understanding and knowing and communication is so important and and the other thing is with psychedelics it's when you take psychedelics there's a certain level of understanding that just happens it's it's like what wim hof says you know you're the don't think just feel let the feeling guide you don't force it in the Wim Hof method, his breathing technique. Don't force it. Just allow it to be natural. And from feeling will come understanding. And oftentimes that's the case when you take a certain amount of psychedelics or, or a specific kind of psychedelics. There's just a knowing that presents itself. There's just a feeling and understanding. People talk about this in all sorts of ways. And I'm trying to just make it bare bones and, and without any of the jargon or, or woo-woo attached to it. There's just a certain level of knowing that comes, and you just know. And the only way that you can experience that, well, is to experience that under the proper set and setting in a responsible way. And that that experience is so important because there's nothing more powerful than your own investigation into yourself there's nothing more powerful than thinking for yourself having your own thoughts your own ideas and your own opinions about things and there's nothing more powerful than the direct experience that that occurs you know the the direct experience there's no mediation between you and what you are experiencing it's just raw unfiltered unscripted direct transmission to you without any middlemen or salesmen in between or anything. You know, there's no there's no psychedelic salesman that comes in and says, now let me tell you about these mushrooms. These mushrooms are fantastic little things here. These fungi, they're selling for about $39.99 a pop. These, these babies, I can't even keep them off the... No, there's no psychedelic salesman. There's no, you know, it's just you and the experience. And, and you and you formulate, you take what you learn, you take what you know, and you create your 
own reality from this. You create your own version of thoughts and opinions and feelings and and things and share that with other people. And oftentimes, people have similar experiences under these psychedelics and they converse and they say, yeah, that happened to me too, that happened to me too. And these ideas build on each other and the language of sharing and understanding builds upon each other and manifests new realities. Better, better world. And so cognitive liberty, and I t- I'm talking about the cognition, and I'm ranting on about the cognition, but it's so important to, to have access to that. And the liberty is, you know, it's the state of being free within, within our environment. Free in this thing that we call society. Free from the oppressive restrictions imposed by, you know, authority figures who claim to be authority, you know, they, they, who have no right to claim that. Who have, who have earned no right from me, who have earned no permission for me to be governed under. I've never signed anything. I've never allowed anything. In fact, I explicitly state that I will not be subjected to the authority of the rulers in my geographic location, or any geographic location for that matter. Although I do re- realize that they are the ones with the, you know, they're, they're, they're the ones that are pointing the guns at us. So maybe it's, Sometimes it's okay to go along, you know, just so you don't get thrown in a cage or killed, you know, like so many people have throughout the years. And it's a real danger. You know, oftentimes people ask me about talking about this kind of stuff, and uh, I understand there's a certain level of risk that comes along with it, but guess what? I don't care because this is what is right. And this is what is real, and this is what is true, and this is what needs to be said, and this is what needs to be spread. And no one's going to stop me from doing that because nothing can stop an idea as time has come. They try to stop us, but they'll never stop us because it keeps popping up. And if they stop me, it'll pop up in someone else. And that is, you can't kill that. It spreads, and we will win. So, you know, these ideas are what is really attractive to me. And, and, you know, I don't know, maybe some people are listening to the show and they're thinking like, well, where's all the stories about the self-transforming machine elves and the stuff like that? I got stories like that. I got, I got stuff. And I think we're going to do a little segment on the show where we just do funny, cool stories. Because, I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, I love, I love being funny and stuff. And sometimes I get really deep about this stuff, you know. But, like, let's be silly. Let's be funny. Let's tell some cool stories because we all have them. And, you know, that'd be cool. I'm going to do a little trip. Tales kind of segment thing, and and we'll psychedelic stories. We'll we'll share and we'll tell those things because um, you know when we're talking about this kind of stuff, we're talking about the psychedelic experience and how it opens you up and, and this sort of thing. It's important to talk about the the vivid description of the of of the details that you experience when under a psychedelic. I mean, I remember I had Robert Barnhart uh, on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about taking LSD in his parents' house when he was a kid growing up in the 70s um, or 60s, I think it was, as a teenager. And and he, he's like, I noticed all the details that I never noticed before. You know, and so there's this beauty that, that, that comes and, and it's almost with simplicity. It's so simple. 
It's just so simple. I mean, life is a trip, you know? I mean, you don't need, sometimes you don't need psychedelics to just appreciate that. And if you practice that, you know, I think um, oftentimes, I think I, when I started this podcast, I really did think that psychedelics was the end all be all. And I kind of subscribed to the Terrence McKenna philosophy of like, you know, you don't need to bow your head and you don't need to pray and you don't need to sit in a certain way and you don't need to be shuffled around by beady eyed little men and, you know, into uh, all kinds of stuff. And you just take it. It just works. You just take psychedelics and it just works. You don't have to believe, and I do still subscribe to that. But I, I, I don't. I believe that um, that psychedelics could be a good door opener, you know, especially for somebody who's really trapped in their ego. You know, somebody that's that's really struggling and has a lot of problems. You know, this is a good tool to use to crack open your head and you know go out of your mind. And you know, I've been saying this this for a while but it's like sometimes it's it becomes necessary to take something that will make you go out of your mind so you can open up and go into your heart and spread the love and the joy and the passion that you have that everybody has with the universe share that shit man share that motherfucking shit so yeah i i do believe that and and i do believe that psychedelics are um sort of like almost you know like my religion you know it's like kind of Daniele Bellelli has this great book you know build your own religion I think it's called something like that like create your own religion and it's like his whole way of thinking is like so seems like it's like so obvious like duh like just take all of the good ideas that these religions these stories have taught and combine them to make your own thing and that you know, but we're not taught that, you know, we're not taught to think on our own and discover things. We're taught, think this, know this, you know, regurgitate this, be, you know, be the obedient worker, you know, be the, be, don't talk up, don't speak up, you know, that sort of stuff. And that's, that's, that's keeping you from your power. That's hindering human progress. That's stifling creativity and innovation. That's, that's preventing, you know, diseases from being cured and things like that. That's, you know, not, that's not inspiring anybody. That's just creating more fear. And that's just perpetuating the old cycle that we, that we live in. And so, you know, why, why should you care? Like, right? Like why, why should you care about like this stuff? Like, why should you care about cognitive liberty? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you might be thinking like, well, what am I going to do? I don't know. I can't change anything. No, you fucking can. (laughs) I mean, that like, you know, the one thing that people don't want you to know is that you have the power. Like, you have all the power. Like, I have the power. You have the power. We all have the power. You know, it's like we can we can just do whatever we want. I mean, there's no one, there's no one here to tell us that we can't. I I mean, the only people that are telling us that we can't are the people that we allow to do that. You know, the uh, governments and, 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 and these institutions that we don't like that, that are oppressive and restrict us, they, you know, they can only get away with like what we allow them to get away with, you know? But if we all started standing up and saying like, no, I'm not going to do that or no, I don't believe that or just disobey, peacefully disobey, peacefully resist, peacefully opt out, that's 
how you change things. That's how the ball gets rolling down the new path, down a different direction. That's how new realities are birthed. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm sure that you've experienced this before, where you've seen something or you've watched something or you experienced something, you've said, yeah, that makes sense. You connect with that. You've had that feeling. You've had that thought. You've just never articulated it in a certain way before. And now here it is. There it is. You know, like Ralph Waldo Emerson says, you know, one of man's biggest mistakes is not recognizing that gleam of light that passes through his mind only until he's saddened to find that another per- another man has has expressed it or, you know, something like that. It's like we all have these thoughts. We all have these wants, these desires, these needs. We all yearn. We all rage with a fire inside to sing our song, to not die with our song unsung, you know, to, to, to express fully express all of the weirdness and craziness that of, of who we are and, 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 and be real and be connected with each other in a real, real way, in a real, real human, real way. And, and we all desire that. We all yearn that. And it's only because we are, we are shamed out of those things or, you know, our culture doesn't foster those kinds of things instead replaces it with cheap materialistic, you know, fucking sociopathic toxic shit. It's because that we feel bad and we feel unhappy and we feel depressed and we feel not like we're living up, like there's something else that we could do and we're not living up to that potential. And it's because you know, at the end of the day, it's like we're being held hostage. You know, we're being we're we're sitting in a in a room where we're trying to create some kind of like plan, but there's a guy with a gun in the room who's just you know, oh, he's creeping everybody out. He's it's weird. It's like why is this guy with a gun here? It's creating stress in the environment. It's creating you know unnecessary stress that then creates a kind of collective trauma for us all. You know, I mean. <laughs> That is a. Uh, that is what is fundamentally kind of like this this thing that's just like hovering above that everybody knows. You know, it's it's in the background. It's there. You know, it might not be directly there, but it's behind uh, everything. You know, like so this idea that you know would of, of 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 the beginning of wisdom to understand what things are would call them by their real names you know that, that to call that things by their real names to be to be simple with your language to be frank and to be honest and unapologetic that is what we we need in this world so badly you know and uh and we and that create that 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 brings about real freedom real honesty realness connectedness and i talk about this in the way that like you know, we fought for it. We had to fight for these things. We had to fight for, uh, you know, we had to fight to abolish slavery. And then, you know, slavery took on a new form and, and we had to keep fighting that. And we still are fighting it to this day. But it's this idea of rights. You know, we all have this these inalienable rights. And inalienable rights means that no other authority can take them away from you. You're born with it. It's your birthright. It's your God-given right. And so we, you know, we've seen this through history, people fighting for rights, civil rights, you know, uh, gay rights, women's rights, uh, LGBTQ rights. I I just want to make sure that I get get it all out there, everything, all kinds of rights. Uh, 
And the one right that unites us all, the one right that connects us all, the one right that is 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 important to us all, and the one right that, that unites us that we can all get behind and fight for is mind rights. The right the right to own your own mind are mind rights. You know, who who are we really? Like who what is this life all about? We need to be able to have the freedom to investigate that. And when we have the freedom to investigate that, we will start to foster new modalities. We will author new things into reality. We'll manifest new kinds of cog- things that we can't even fathom. We can't even think of. You know, nobody knew about the car when the horse and buggy was going around. They couldn't have imagined it. Nobody back then could have imagined an iPhone. So there's this new world that happens there's these revolutionary ideas that come along and there's catalysts to spark those revolutionary ideas and now is the time now is the time in history in this point of this thing that we call life this this living and now is the time to spread these ideas now is is a revolutionary time you know and 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 we might not get this opportunity again you know, we have the power of the internet. I can talk into this microphone and I can spread this message to thousands of people all across the world. And those people can then go and investigate themselves. You know, don't listen to me. Go and investigate for yourself because we have the information at our disposal and the, and the freedom to do that. So we go and we do that and we investigate and we learn and we engage in these things and we grow together and we, we, we build this new model that makes the old one obsolete. And the old model is force, force and fear. Fear, intimidation, force, you know, this all, this is, you know, imprisoning the body, you know, enslaving the mind, all this stuff, control, control, fear. And that that is what these authority figures in our world are, these governments, you know, that is what they are. And they usually operate in this way. It's, it's like, you know, if you look at it in this way of like, they're a manifestation of the ego, you know the ego the egoic mind the dominating control the 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 thing that 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 wants to make sure that everything is in control and everything is you know that that egoic consciousness it manifests out these these forms into existence but as we're evolving as we're growing as we're awakening we we no longer need these things anymore they don't serve us they don't serve the individual they don't serve us and you know every government every single government program is backed by force. That is what that is what you have to understand. Is at the end of the day, every all governments, no matter how benevolent you think they may be, no matter how cute you think Bernie Sanders is or whatever, no matter how good the plans and policies are, no matter what we think we can do, you can't reform the mafia from the inside. And at the end of the day, that's what the government is. They are a gang of thugs. They are a mafia. The government is force. Every government program is backed by the coercive power to compel people to alter their lives in some way or another under the threat of penalty, uh, you know, under the threat of, uh, of, of imprisonment or, or penalties, fines, things like that. You know, they'll, they'll add up and ultimately when you don't pay the fines, then you get thrown in a cage or even worse, you get killed or something. So for government to provide these things, all these things that we, you know, we desire all these things. We desire these freedoms and these, these, these things that our found, the founders and our ancestors have fought for. But just know that 
in order for this big machine that we've created to provide all the things that you want, it's got to take it from someone else. It's got to steal it. Every law, every regulation, every program, it's all force, 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 force. People are either being forced to do things that they don't want to do or they're going to be forced to pay for things that they don't want to fund, you know, and I think it's everybody's, you know, look, at the end of the day, when, when we're talking about changing the world and evolving consciousness, you know, there's, there's people that are just not going to be on board with this. We have to learn to accept that. I think often, too often people in the psychedelic community don't accept the fact that there's just people that aren't going to go along with this. And that's okay. But what we need to do is build such a big movement that we have the momentum on our side that we can actually grab a hold of the power and start to shift it in a new direction. We, these people are still going to exist. These low consciousness people are still going to exist. People that want to exert power and control and spread fear and dominate other, over other people, they're, still, they're always going to exist. These pathological behavior systems, let's, just, let's not institutionalize it. Let's not, let's not create systems that foster and breed and perpetuate these kinds of uh, breeding grounds for these people to exist and to parasitically suck the life out of the rest of us off of. And that's why... That's why the libertarian idea is so appealing because it, you know, it, and oftentimes I think people think, well, you want to get rid of government, then it's just going to be anarchy. It's like, no, what I want to do is secede. I want secession. I want, I want to take this in a, in a, in a, a civil, peaceful manner. Let's all just back out of the centralized power. Let's all group ourselves into like-minded, you know, places where we can get along and where we have certain kinds of belief systems and rules if there's got to be some form of taxation, let's let's make it voluntary, and let's you know let's let's let other kinds of you know oftentimes people say like well who who's going to build the roads who will be the police well my answer to that is people people are going to do it people who don't hide behind this mystical thing that we call authority you know I was reading this book recently called. Society Against the State and uh, Pierre Carstrait, I forget whose name it is, but he talks about the chief in tribal cultures, in indigenous cultures, and the chief was somebody that the people respected for wisdom and guidance and kind of, you know, what should we do in certain situations and this sort of thing. The chief didn't really have any real power. He wasn't, the people didn't think that he was greater than they were. They didn't think of him as somebody that was going to impose his will and tell everybody the, the way that things should be, what they should think and how they should do. No, he was just a, a wise kind of guider, a, 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 a person who was maybe a little bit enlightened, like a shaman almost, but not somebody that exerts their force and their power over others. And so that's the model that we have to get, get away from and, you know, at the end of the day, you really have to ask the question, you know, when we're talking about liberty and freedom and government, and all this stuff, it's like, what are you prepared to force people to do? What are you prepared to out? Are you are you like, what are you prepared to say that you're willing to outsource, you know, punishment for? What are you prepared to say that oh, I'm 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 okay with sending men men with guns to your house because you're smoking a, a plant that contains a psychoactive substance that makes you think unconventional thoughts or that gives you a sense of euphoria or pleasure? I'm willing to put you in a cage for that. So 
Ask yourself, are you? So, you know, there's a lot of problems that come along with selling these ideas, you know, selling people on this way of thinking, convincing people and persuading people that we're not just a bunch of crazy people that are a bunch of burning man hippies that want to grow beards and have sex orgies all day and night and, you know, dance to rave music with thumping neon and uh, lights and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's fun. I love doing that stuff. That sounds pretty damn good. I'd like to be in some kind of environment. But it's, it's, we don't want to force you to go along with that if that's not what you want. We just want to have the ability to opt out. We just want to be allowed to not participate in the same things that you want to participate in. We want to go our own way, create our own path, and those who want to be with us, join us, and those who don't, don't. It's as simple as that. But people don't make their minds up off of this kind of logic and reason. People usually are, you know, unfortunately, in these these teams and these groups and this identity politics, and it's just gross like this whole kind of tribalistic nature of of our ideas are better and what's more efficient and what's more effective and we got to make everybody do it and it's like well listen no no we don't we we need to respect and honor the individual and let people have the freedom to choose how they wish to organize their lives and live their lives and experience their lives and organize society we need to give people the freedom to say, hey, is this the best way to organize society? Eh, maybe it's not. Maybe forcing 319 million people to do, to do, you know, forcing 319 million people to go along with a certain way, you know, with a standardized way of doing things for everybody, maybe that's not such a good way of going about it. Maybe there's a diverse, you know, maybe there's out of these 319 million people that exist in America, maybe there's a diverse range of opinions. Maybe there's a diverse range of ideas and philosophies and belief systems and cultures and ethnicities. Who would have thought? Well, that was what the idea was for America, to make America great. That was the initial idea, was to have this kind of diversity and this, 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 kind of melting pot or you know of of culture and but we don't force other people to go along we we let people have their own uh societies their own ways of going about things their own religions their own beliefs we allow people to have the freedom to directly experience the what they what they wish and that's great power and that's great respect that's that's really mature you know and Oftentimes I think that the state of the world is a very juvenile kind of state of things. And so the, 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 the idea of cognitive liberty is to really allow, you know, when you allow the individual to experiment with their own mind, when you allow people to think their own thoughts, when you, when you do this, it fosters, you know, a new, new environments where, where these things are, uh, you know, like Matt Ridley says in his book, The Rational Optimist, ideas can have sex. You allow for this space where ideas have sex. And, and Stephen Johnson talks about this in his book, Future Perfect, where, you know, you're creating this kind of town square of this, of, of self 
organizing individuals voluntarily exchanging with each other in peer-to-peer networks, user-based networks like Airbnb and Yelp and all these places where there's ratings and reviews and harnessing this power of the internet to come up with this kind of digital nomadic tribe of individuals that have this like-minded way of thinking. And it, 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 you know, when we dig deep into into ourselves and when we explore who we are and we have profound, euphoric, positive experiences, when you take LSD and you go to Coachella and you're in the in the middle of a, a rave and there's, you know, 50,000 people surrounding you and everybody is smiling and experiencing euphoria and they're connected as one dancing and jumping and thumping with the beats and the and the in the desert air and the freedom that that is. I mean, that is profound that is you becoming human being and being a human being with other people that self-discovery leads to you wanting to improve and and to experience that more and you improve your life and some people have dramatic traumatic things that have happened to them and they have great trauma and Gabor Mate, uh, Gabor Mate uh, talks about this. When he's a leading expert in in alternative healing through through ayahuasca and other things, but he focuses on on addiction. You know, he says why not? Not let's not treat just the symptom. Let's ask why. Why is there the pain? What caused the trauma? What happened that that caused you? To develop the, the, these these sorts of coping mechanisms that that uh, that that we all develop, whether we're addicted to something or we're afraid of something, all these little ticks and these behaviors that we these things that we do to ourselves that might be self destructive or whatever. What is it? What is? How can we get to the root of that? And he's doing tremendous work. Gabor Mate. He's doing tremendous work with ayahuasca and healing. I think he calls it compassionate compassionate care, compassionate healing. And and I've heard him talk about the toxic culture. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. Because, like I, I think I had mentioned earlier, not only do we all individually have these kind of traumas and these things that we're dealing with and, you know, addictions or ADHD or depression, we have these problems, PTSD, We have these problems that we need to get to the root of and we need to heal individually. We also collectively have this kind of trauma, this from our, from our culture, from our society, from, you know, a lot of the times I, and I I tend I have a tendency to think that it's all, it all comes from the aggressor in the room. It all comes from the man with the gun. It comes from the state, the, the forceful nature of the state, the, the attitude, the fearful attitude, the bombs and the wars and the killing and all that kind of stuff, locking people in cages. I mean, that is, that creates fear, that creates trauma, that creates a sense of, you know, you might not be aware of it, but subconsciously, you know, you know, deep down, you know, that if you, if you don't do what they say, that something bad might happen to you. And that, that this is the, the the tug, the good and evil that that, that exists in in life, and we need to fight this evil. We need to fight this. We need the light and the good to prevail. We need to awake the self and become conscious, so we can we can overpower and 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 take over the majority of the energy for us, for consciousness, for love, for peace, for prosperity, for oneness, for health, and diminish as much as we can the egoic unconscious ego 
And I, I like to think like uh, Joseph Campbell, you know, talks about the hero's journey. And I think that we all are individually on our own hero's journey. But I also think that we're humanity, the story of humanity has been on this kind of collective hero's journey. And, you know, something happened long ago. And Terrence McKenna talks about this in, in his book, Food of the Gods. And if you haven't read Food of the Gods, it's great. I mean, it's all about how we've evolved. You know, we evolved. Drugs are a part of our lives. We have these cannabinoid receptors in our body, and we're supposed to be smoking marijuana, and we're supposed to be, you know, ingesting psychedelic mushrooms. We're supposed to be ingesting plants that make us have altered states of, of consciousness and experience. That's a part of who we are. That's been a part of who we are for centuries, for ages. And the, the tribal people, they knew this. You know, we look at them and we think, ah, oh, these people didn't know anything. They didn't build anything. They didn't have anything great. There's no, there's no such thing as civilization or whatever. We, we are so much more superior. We know so much more. We've, look at the skyscrapers we've built. Look at the things that we've, we've created. Yeah, well, as Joe Rogan says, you know, when you fly over the city of Los Angeles, what does it look like to you? It looks like a weird kind of like computer chip, you know? Or it looks like a, it looks like a cancer like a cancerous growth on like this beautiful planet. So I don't know who are we making this great civilization for? What are we building this for? You know, and Chris Ryan talks about this as you know, we're working for super organisms. And this is what I call old world power structures, these forces of government and authority and religion and everything that, 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 that has us under their power and under their control and under their influence. Break the spell of that. Be who you are. Be unique. Be authentic. Be original. Be you. Be weird. Be creative. Investigate your mind. Investigate your consciousness. Let the love out and be what be what you are. And the, and and this hero's journey that we're all on. I think collectively we are on this hero's journey. And if you look at humanity, if you look at the past of humanity, we were in this blissful kind of Garden of Eden sort of place. And you know the story is right. Like don't eat the fruit. Because if you eat the fruit, you will. Be, the, the gods didn't want Eve to eat the apple because they knew they said if Eve eats the apple, she will. Be, they will become as we are. They will evolve. Their consciousness will grow. They will be like gods. They will be like gods. So that is why the, 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 that story is so important, that forbidden fruit, you know, like we, we ate the fruit and then we were banished forever from paradise, from the Garden of Eden. There, there, there's, that's a metaphor, that's a story, but that's also something that has happened in reality. Something has happened. We have severed our connection with the world. We have severed our connection with the mystery of life, with the wonder, with the curiosity, with the imagination. We have severed our connection with the divine, with the transcendent, with the effect, with the with the with the intangible, with the cosmos, and with the connection of the life that we experience here on Earth and with each other. We're walking around unconscious like zombies, stuck into our phones, into our little box way of thinking. We got to break out of that, be who we are and grow. And I think we're going to do that because in the Joseph Campbell hero's journey, he talks about being in a place and venturing out uh, to 
venturing out and experiencing like the Buddha did. The Buddha went out and he experienced the suffering of the world and he experienced all the pain of the world, but he came back. He returned. The hero, the hero returns. The hero comes back. That completes the cycle, the circle of the hero's journey. And so collectively, humanity, we had this paradise. We had this, this, this wonderful uh, way of living and being connected with the earth and our environment under the stars and our, and with each other and this loving live you know this this loving burst of aliveness you know I, I feel so much sadness in my heart for people that don't get to feel that that real primal core feeling of being alive and that is why I do what I do with this podcast the psychedelic mindset that I'm talking about it's that that feeling that you have when you just feel alive when you're in a flow state when you're dancing to some music in a crowd of people that that feeling whatever however that feeling happens when you're skydiving whatever we all get these moments in our life where we feel pure bliss and joy and we feel so in tune with what we're doing and we feel alive we feel alive we just feel so alive that should be how we live our lives. As much of that as possible. Why not? Why can't we? There's nothing that can stop us from doing that. We just need to do it. That's what makes life worth living, is taking that risk, plunging into that abyss, that unknown, connecting with the mystery, the curiosity of, of, of imagination and thought. And so the hero's journey, if you look at it from an individual perspective, we're all on one, we're all venturing out and we're all doing things. And, but the, the hero's journey collectively of, of humanity, we've lost our way, we've experienced all this trouble and these trials and tribulations, we've tried all these different systems of power and everything's built off fear and now it's time to return. Now it's time to come back. The he collectively, we are coming back. All of you listening to this right now, me, other people that do podcasts, other people that are, that, that are awake and that are conscious and that are spreading love and spreading the ideas of liberty and have the passion in their hearts and the desire to improve the world and change things for the better and improve themselves and create beautiful things, create beautiful art. All these people, they're a part of the hero's journey. We are returning to what made us human and what made us alive. It's this archaic revival that Terrence McKenna talks about. And I think that this was all part of the plan. This was all part of the game. We needed to go to the depths of, the, of, the, of hell so we can come back triumphant, so we can return, return triumphant, like the return of the king in Lord of the Rings, you know, throwing the ring into the at the end, like that, that's the journey that we're all on. We're all individually on that journey and we're all collectively on that journey. The forces of good will beat the forces of evil. We will not be enslaved into, you know, like Alex, they want to put you in tanks, folks. Alex Jones there, let me tell you something. They want to have your mind in a tank and hooked up to tubes. They want to treat you like a techno robot, these globalist freaks. They're not going to get away with that. No, 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 you know. He's right to a certain extent. They want to do whatever because it's that's the that's what they have to do. That's the path that they're on. That's their imperative. That's the system they've created. That's the the world that they know. That's their reality tunnel. That's what they do. They do that. You know, what does a lion do to a gazelle? It eats it. 
So that these parasitical sociopathic people, we need, but we have the power to take the tools away from them. They're still going to do these things, but we, if we take the institutions that allow them to have this massive amount of ungodly power over us, you know, billions and billions and billions of dollars being spent on on anti-human things with you know farming and Monsanto and the you know just the agricultural subsidies and the education system and the subsidies and you know the the, the loans and the predatory lending and the credit and the debt and the wars and the killing and the intimidation and the systems that we've built if we take the systems away if we take the get the gun out of the crazy person's hand don't give a gun to a crazy person and that's what we're doing we're we're saying hey here's a giant gun called government here's a giant gun called religion here's a here's another one called these corporations and universities that are you know these these things that are espousing all these propaganda and indoctrination so we need to return we need to become fully awakened beings and and get back to who we are and get in touch with our humanity ourselves and and our lives and what makes us real and what makes us tick and what makes us feel alive and be be ambassadors of freedom for a new generation of awakened consciousness that will lead us into you know not utopia because i don't know if that's possible but into a better world you know things are good right now and 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 america is a great place i have the freedom to say what i'm saying right now i have the freedom you know, that, that that is why this is so important because if there's any place in the world where we have the potential to create a more utopian type of world a better type of world a a you know, I don't believe that it'll be fully utopia, but if we have, if we can inch the ball closer to a more positive, harmonious, peaceful, respectful, voluntary living situation with each other, it's here. It's in America. It is here. This is where we can do it. This is the 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 place where we have the chance to take things to a whole nother level, to take this game to the next level, level up, and to get to the next level. And, you know, this is all because we have severed our connection with the divine. We have, we have severed our connection with mystery. We have severed our connection with wonder and imagination. We have severed the ability to think beyond just the tangible and the symbolic. We, we have severed our connection with accepting that there are mystical things that are ethereal and, and un, unintelligible and are or, uh, or, uh, in, intangible. We, we can't possibly package them up and, and things like that, but we can experience them. We can take psychedelics and we can have experiences like this. And, you know, the enemy that we face is real. You know, there's an enemy out there. There are people that don't want this to happen. They don't want you to think on your own. They want you to think a certain way. They want you to be an obedient worker, obedient worker. They want you to obey. They want you to play the game the way that they've set it up. They want you to feed the machine. I don't want you to feed the machine. I want the machine to feed you. You know, Joseph Campbell talks about this again. You know, Luke Skywalker battle, battling Darth Vader, his father. He's battling the machine. He's battling what he will become if he gives in to the dark forces. Don't go to the dark side. Stay on the light. Be a Jedi. <laughs> you know, it, and Joseph Campbell goes on to say it's like the, the, the machine world where everything's rigid and organized. And you know, it comes out of fear of, of fear, a fear of mortality, fear of our own mortality. 
is really what it is and the fear to control and to, to that's why we have people like you know Trump has his name on all these buildings and you know people put their name because they want to live on they want to live in, into infinity they want their name to live on they never want to die it's like Ernest Becker says like you know we have we're in this denial of death and so I thought it was really interesting that uh, to share this stuff today about cognitive liberty and 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 why it's so important, what I stand for, what I believe in, and the direction that I think we can go in. And I think this is, you know, this is happening, but we're we're gonna face resistance. We're gonna have challenges. And uh, you know, LSD was invented at the same time as the atomic bomb. So if that doesn't tell you, you know, the kind of two separate worlds of thought, the machine world and the human world. And the human world, LSD puts you in touch with the human world. The atomic bomb is the machine world. The world of fear versus the world of love. The world of openness versus the world of control. And so we've been set on this kind of dualistic path of creative destruction. What's going to happen? What's going to come out? What's going to be? You know, are we going to be able to, is that flower going to be able to crack through the pavement and grow through? And, and are we going to be able to have a new garden on the sidewalk instead of this concrete? We might be able to do that. And this notion that like, oh, you know, things are going to be dystopian 1984. It's already happening. It's already here. It's been here. You're, you're being, you're being spied on, you know, you're being all these, you're, you're being, you're being subjugated. You're being oppressed. You're being manipulated. You're being you know, fed disinformation and propaganda. All these things are happening and it's, you know, it's happening on, I mean, you got to give it up to the people that are coming up with this stuff to do these, these systems of control because, you know, in a way it's, it's fucking genius. You know, it's such a highly sophisticated form of control. And we look and we say, we say like, oh, well, you know, that can, that's never going to happen here. You know, we're never going to be like North Korea. Well, why not? They're humans, aren't they? They're people. Look at that country. Those look at what happens there. Look at what those people live under and what they what they fear and how they think. It's it's maddening. It's crazy. Um So, you know, we need to communicate these ideas. We need to we need to develop more of an understanding about what psychedelics are and what they can do and how they can help us and benefit us and you know, more importantly, the idea of cognitive liberty that we have the right this is our God-given birthright. It is it is immoral for anybody to tell us that we can and cannot put something into our bodies. And the argument that you know these things are good for you know scientific purposes and to study and to research and they can have therapeutic benefits and you know they're healthy and they can help people with end of life you know death and they can help people with ADHD. I mean, I know Aldous Huxley said that LSD would have been you know, where would have been like Ritalin had it not been, or Adderall had it not been, you know, really categorized so harshly. And so we need to communicate this idea that, you know, hey, fuck you. (laughs) It's my body. It's my mind. It's my choice. I say what I put into it. And, you know, at the end of the day, if I want to, I can, I can shoot heroin into my eyeballs if that's what I want to do. No, I'm not going to do that, and I wouldn't advocate anyone doing that. But if that's what you want to do, you shouldn't have to rationalize it, you know? We don't you know, people that go out and and drink, you know, we 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 allow the drinking and we allow the cigarette smoking and we allow the sugar and we allow the television programming and we allow the low consciousness activities to to form. 
And look at all the stuff, the stuff that happens with that stuff. It's violence, it's bad, it's sickness, it's disease, you know. And it's all set up so then you can, you know, get the pharmaceutical industry and da-da-da-da-da. And it's this interwoven connectedness of evil and hell. It's interconnected web of hell. That is, hell is here. Hell is real. Hell is on earth. The devil is, you know, the institutions. The devil is the Leviathan institutions that we've created to help serve us that are no longer serving us, that were making us serve them. So we need to communicate this. We need to spread the ideas of cognitive liberty, cognitive freedom, the right to own yourself, to own your own mind, that nobody else owns you and nobody else should aggress upon your mental processes and your thoughts. We need to find out who we are, each of us, individually. And then, you know, as Terrence McKenna says, find the others. Find the others. Tell the others. If we don't do this, if we don't have this kind of ability to investigate ourselves and our souls and have direct experience, direct experience, the dignity of the individual and the primacy of direct experience. If we don't honor that, then ego floods in, ego comes in, ego takes over, ego builds, ego creates the institutions, ego creates the prisons of the mind and the prisons of the body and the prisons of the soul. And it severs our connection with the mystical and the mystery and the the imagination so it's so essential that we fight for this we fight for the you know we fight to to have this freedom to have this ability to to grow and to prosper and to understand and communicate with each other because the way that we're going now we keep building things off of the old model you know like you know, i see all these you know man of the year you know mark zuckerberg and all this stuff and you know it's like yeah great like, you know, you make an app that can, like, deliver shoes to your apartment from Japan, you know, at 3 a.m. Great. You have, like, a special pair of glasses that you can, you know, that allows you to take pictures, you know. We make things that are more efficient. We make things that are more, that, that help us. But what happens? Nothing happens. Nothing changes. We're still not connected with our humanity. We're still not connected with the mystery and the wonder. We're still living in this machine-like environment where we're just cogs in this in this machine. And we keep thinking that if we get shiny little objects that we're going to feel better and that's going to make us feel better. We, you know, if we can increase efficiency that somehow it's going to give us more freedom. But what happens? We're working more than ever before. And when you leave your job from, it's, it's no longer nine to five, you know, it's like nine to seven, nine to eight, nine to nine, nine to 10, nine to infinity. Your job never ends. Notifications never end. Everything's coming in on the phone. You're there. You're connected, but not in a good way. You're connected to the old model, to the fear-based model, to the subjugation-based model. So we, we, you know, but you know, these things are all double-edged swords. We can use this to serve us. We can use these technologies to serve the human spirit, to serve the mind, not to be slaves to them, to serve us, to push us into new directions, to, to inspire us, to come up with new innovations and new, new directions. But we have to have the freedom. We have to have the liberty to be allowed to do that without someone pointing a gun to our head telling us to follow their rules or else. You know, being more efficient, being, you know, figuring out how things can, can be more efficient and be, you know, have food delivered to your apartment, you know, all this stuff. It's really cool. But nothing ever really changes that, that really allows for the individual to express themselves in a true creative and freedom, in a true creative way, that, 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 in a psychedelic way. 
you know, in a psychedelically minded way. And it's really, it's like our mind versus our body, you know, it's like this, this kind of weird thing, you know, there's all this duality uh, in there, but we should be allowed to escape this kind of trash that we're experienced, that we're exposed to this, this, this uniform subjective, you know, this uniform uh, way of living this, this uniform, uniformity and conformity to the rules and to, you know, the centralization of power. No, no, no. You, you should, you're, you're your own power, centralized power inside yourself. That's what we need. Liberate yourself, create freedom in your world, create freedom in your mind. No one can take that away from you. No one can take that away from you. And, you know, I was watching this documentary, the sunshine makers about Tim Scully and, 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 uh, Nick Sands who made like the most LSD and helped like really push the change in the cultural revolution of the 60s and Nick Sands was arrested he was in prison he said you know it's this isn't about like you know not being tied up in shackles this is about not having your mind be in shackles your mind be enslaved if you have freedom of mind then you are free but we need freedom of mind total freedom of mind and you know this was one of the mistakes of the 60s was this there wasn't these wise old elders or these kinds of shamans, there was no infrastructure for the psychedelic experience. We have the power now to build the infrastructure for the psychedelic experience. You know, people like Maps and Zendo and the Hefter Institute and the Beckley Foundation and the Temple of the Way of Light, Krune Institute and ICERS, all of these places, the Ayahuasca Defense Fund. You know, I know I'm leaving people out, but the, all these... You know, the Drug Policy Alliance, Ethan Nadelman, these people are doing amazing things. These people are, are, are freedom fighters. They're fighting for the freedom to legitimize and to mainstream these things and to build all new structures and institutions for these, these new modalities. So we have people that can guide us, that, that we can build a whole new world that is in the proper set and setting you know, all of this wonderful work that, Doc, you know, David Nutt in the UK and Roland Griffins at, at John Hopkins and, and um, all these great, you know, Dr. Rick Strassman, all these great scientists that are studying psychedelics again. The psychedelic renaissance is happening. They're studying it. They're coming out with all of these, you know, the, 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 re, the things that people have who have done psychedelics have always known just from taking them are now being confirmed with data and science that's helping the rational fear-based mind understand that these things can benefit us that we can be helped and tim ferris you know in silicon valley people talking about microdosing and 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 all these wonderful amazing things that are happening in the world of psychedelics People being woke up every day by these digital shamans that we have online like Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts, Robert Anton Wilson and, and Joseph Campbell, among others. You know, digital shamans existing in this infinite space being inspired to go big or go home. You know, it's, it's this idea that we own ourselves and that we're going to live our lives according to the way that we want. Nobody's going to tell us what we can and can't do as long as we're not hurting anybody else. And that is the fundamental uh, rule and that is the the core of, of cognitive liberty and freedom. And that is how we're going to usher in a new age, a new world. That is how we're going to build a new world way of doing things and this is not a pipe dream this is not to say that this is a we're going to be this is not 
the, the dream of the 60s of this peace, love, free love, utopianism, that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about creating a whole new infrastructure that can foster these, I, these ideas, that can create new things that we can't even imagine right now because we've been turned on, we've been turned up, our, our cognition is enhanced, we are in flow states, we are in tune with ourselves. we are one with ourself, we, we learn more about the universe, we learn more about each other, we learn more about nature, we're living in nature, we're connected with spirit, we're connected with the divine, we're connected, we're living, we're, you know, that is the problem that is where we see the fear and the disease and all this stuff is like we are there's no spirituality there's no real spirituality there's only mediated spirituality you will believe in this god because we tell you and you should be afraid otherwise you'll go to hell hell is here heaven is here and we can bring it about we can make it happen you know the the government they they want us to think, you know, all governments basically are, I say governments are like the mafia because they are, you know, they, they essentially go around from store to store and they say, all right, give us a little bit of money and we'll protect you. And if you don't pay us, then we'll, you know, we'll bash your store, we'll beat you up. And that, you know, government wants us to think that we're all going to devolve into primitive savages and hedonistic beasts, you know, that are, you know, just raping and pillaging all the time. And they're somehow more superior. They're more dedicated. They're more serious. They have rational, deductive science on their side. And they know that, you know, they're, they're morally superior and they're the authority and they'll help us. They'll show us the right way. You know, they... They they are the they are the 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 apotheosis of all creation and we should venerate and praise them and bow to their feet because thank you for for saving us thank you for protecting us thank you for keeping us uh for, you know protected from this the people that want to turn us back into savages and you know they want to behead us and kill us and oh you know if we didn't have this big government you know we'd just be all these these it would just be crazy and we'd be eating each other no. <laughs> no, that's that's what they're selling because they can't exist if they don't sell that. If they don't convince you that they that we need them. You know, where they well, then then what are they going to do? Close up shop, <laughs> just trillion dollar, uh, you know, government uh, parasitical organization of fear, intimidation, subjugation, indoctrination, propaganda, spying and killing and all this torture and stuff. Yeah, they're just going to go offline, shut it down. No, that's why they're fighting to stay alive. They're fighting. They need to keep, you know, Dave used to talk about this on part of the problem they need like they need to create the show they need to, it's like the wizard of oz they need to have the organs and the pictures and the thing they need to have this pageantry of 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 and this ritual you know that's why i say government is like a religion it is government is a religion it requires you to believe that it is authority and that it can protect you but you are the authority you're the only authority and you have the rights to, you have the God-given birthright to experiment with yourself and your mind as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And I, I'll say this a thousand times until the day I'll die. I'll scream it out like Mel Gibson in Braveheart. I don't care. This is what's right. This is what I believe. This is what's true. 
So, you know, lots of people are waking up and lots of people around the world are having transformative experiences and come out and talk, come out of the psychedelic closet. As Rick Doblin says, talk about these things, talk about them. Cause when you talk about them, you inspire other people to talk about them. When you inspire other people to talk about them, then new things happen. New f- communities are formed. You know, sometimes you have to experience something in order to believe it, you know, then, and, and, and these things don't require you to believe you just even if it is just a product of your mind you know what's what's real is real to you it doesn't have to be quote unquote real to be real if you experience something and that is what you experience and that and, and that forms kind of your beliefs and your way of thinking then that is real to you as long as it's not you know some kind of harmful you know insidious thing but it's not you know because these things connect us and they make us feel love and connection and one and the thing about psychedelics is you just you don't need to have faith. You don't need to believe. You just take a psychoactive compound and you wait and you see for yourself. And so, you know, this self-experience, this self-knowing, this self-investigation, that's that's frowned upon in our society. You know, it's that's why these things are banned. I've I've seen unbelievable things. I've been to astonishing realms of infinite wonder and color and sound and vibrational patterns and frequencies that are almost too much to handle because it's so euphoric it's like a an orgasm times a million i mean you know this these that's why these things are are banned that's why these things are are not allowed you know as terence mckenna says they would ban the orgasm if they could they would ban sex if they could figure out a way to do it you know but they can't, you know, and this is this this is sex for the mind. This is mind sex. This is mind stimulate mind orgasms. You know, that's what this this does. These things do, do. psychedelics or psychedelic minded consciousness, you know, this awakening to this new level of thought and this new reality. And 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 one of the things that I just love is that the psychedelics they they bring you down to your ultimate core humanity. That's why people say that we're all one and connected. Because when you take away, you know, the fact that you're uh, an attorney and that you live in Jer- you're you're an attorney from Jersey and you're an Italian and you know you uh, wear Nikes or, or whatever. When you take away all that stuff that makes up, you know, you're someone that works out, whatever. We take away all that stuff that makes up who you are and defines your identity, psychedelics dissolves all of that and brings you back to the knowing that you are an infinite being, a divine being, that you are one, you are the same, we are all human, we are all sacks of skin and bone and flesh and blood, and if you pop our our, our little suits, liquid comes out and then we don't exist anymore technically in the same body that we do you know so we're we're all the same thing and it, and the psychedelics dissolves all these this dissolves this cultural conditioning gets you down right to the to the to the t to the what you are to the to the center of of being of 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 isness your primal self your human self your your connected alive self and we are dying. We're dying for this consciousness in this insane world that we have severed our connection with the conscious world. And it's, you know, and it's, it's made illegal. You know, plants are made illegal. And, 
You know, it's this investigation into our minds is illegal, and it is the, that is the grossest, grossest, most tragic, most heinous crime of all time that men with guns can come to your house and take you away and throw you in a cage because you're investigating the depths of your soul and your psyche and you're spreading love and peace and you're inspiring people. That is the most egregious crime of all time that we have severed our connection with with the eternal with the infinite with the mystical and we and we are subjected to the rule this cold authoritarian rule of the men with guns that want to take us away and put us in prisons of and subjugate us and torture us and make us feel pain because they feel pain because they are suffering because they are unconscious, because they know not what they do, because they have never experienced these things, because they are afraid. But there's nothing to be afraid of. Everything is fine. Everything is perfect. We are all what we are supposed to be. We are all here for a reason. We are all the hero venturing out into the suffering of the world, and we all will return one day show people the light to share with them what we have seen to tell them what we have experienced to make them feel what we have felt so cognitive liberty (laughs) hell of a thing but you know this is our inalienable rights You know, and and I'm spelling this out for you. I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm casting spells into the, you know, spelling, casting spells, right? It's like the language, language is, is what makes us human. This, 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 the ideas that I have in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm packaging them up in little symbolic transmissions to go out into the internet sphere and, and I'm, I'm, impregnating you with these with these with these ideas and then whatever you want to do go and do you know you you take them and you think what you want you go investigate for yourself you go learn for yourself that's the most powerful thing you know (laughs) that's that's the politician i would vote for right like that's the person like ron paul he's like look how many you know in that great debate in like south carolina he's like how many people would uh we do heroin. If he's like, uh, what, I think it was like Chris Wallace or something. Like, oh, sir, are you saying that uh, you would uh, you are you support the use of heroin? You would you would you support heroin being legal? And he's like, look, how many people would go and do heroin if heroin was legal tomorrow? I bet nobody would stick the drug in their in their arm because they know that you know they don't. We don't. He's like, oh, we we need a government to tell us. Oh yeah, you know we got to protect you from the heroin because you people can't make the decisions on your own. You're babies, and we need to protect you. No. We he goes, I bet no one would do it. And he's right. Probably no one would do it. People don't do it because people do heroin because they want to do heroin. If, if heroin was legal, you'd have probably the same amount of people doing it and not doing it. I bet nobody out there is like, oh, man, I really want to do heroin, but damn it, it's illegal. You know, I, I imagine it like those websites that we go to where you have to be over 18 to enter and it says click here if you're over 18, it's, you know, like porn websites and other websites like that. It's like, who is, who is clicking? Ah, shucks, I'm, I'm not 18. I better click out of this. I, no one does that. You just click. Yeah, I'm, uh, I go, you know, enter in. So, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. People are going to do what they want to do and it's about the kind of accepting that, accepting that 
un, that knowing that people are going to do what they want to do. People are going to behave in the way that they want to behave. They're going to engage in, in activities that make them feel alive and that make them feel euphoric and fun. And there's nothing that anyone could do to prevent that from happening. The only thing that you do is you actually create more problems. You create more fear and intimidation and, 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 and trauma from entering into the room with a gun and saying, I don't like what you're doing. Do it my way. You create more problems. It's like the, it's like the, you know, the, when, if you're like a really angry person and you take your anger out on, on, on your wife or something like that, you hit your wife. Like, I mean that, you, you know, that hurts, that hurts you ultimately in the long run. I mean, you're, there's no one, there's no one in this world that's an abusive, aggressive person that takes out their anger and their fear on other people that feels good about themselves. And if there is somebody like that that feels good about themselves, there's something that's called a sociopath and a psychopath. And those people need to be identified, and those people are the ones that need psychedelics maybe the most. I don't know, you know. But this freedom to think, freedom to question, question authority, question reality, question the why, why is the world the way it is? Why am I the way I am, you know? And psychedelics can be tools for us to open our minds, you know, just like the same way that a microscope can explore what the our cells in our body are doing you know francis crick the the one of the discoverers of uh, of dna was under the influence of lsd when he made the discovery of dna molecules using that microscope to 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 hone in to figure out the complexities of what makes us you know the organisms that we are we are all inhabited by these tremendous amounts of cells and organs in our body like working in a symbiotic way to, to, to create what we call a human being body. It's a symbiotic process of a microbiome of neurons and, and, and connectedness. And so we need to investigate this stuff. And psychedelics allows you to do that like a microscope would. It also allows you to be like an astronaut or like someone with a telescope. You use a telescope to look at the stars and gaze at the stars and look at space and, and the vastness of the universe. That tool allows you to do that. And I remember Steve Jobs was saying that like, you know, when human beings invented the bicycle, that was like a big thing because that was actually the the first time that a self-propelled uh, mechanism was faster than anything else. Like we, we, we use the power of our, our own body to move it, the bicycle. So we need a new, like a bicycle of the mind you know, with psychedelics and with the internet and this new paradigm shift, this new awakening will open up and birth new realities that we'll be able to we'll be able to author our own novel, be the hero of our own novel, and have this outside the box thinking that will inspire and create new things from emerging that we can never think of. The majority of people now support legalizing cannabis countrywide. The majority of people are being every day being more and more exposed to unconventional ideas, unconventional ways of thinking, new uh, new modalities of thought. And we are seeing an evolution of consciousness, a transformation in attitudes and a transformation of belief systems and institutions and values and morals and more and more. But we have to fight to push this into the culture. We have to fight to get our message heard, to spread this. 
You know, we affect each other in more ways than we can even realize. We are all connected. The the connectivity of the planet. We, you know, I was talking about the the organisms that live inside of us and our cells and our neurons. We are like a symbiotic creature. We are symbiotic creatures with the planet, with the universe. This is all symbiosis and inside of symbiosis, inside of symbiosis. I just want to live in a world where. We can all be our own personal Francis Cricks and Galileos and not have any fear of being burned at the stake, you know, being, being tortured and ridiculed and, and subjugated and imprisoned and threatened. It's time to get the aggressor out of the room. Get the man with the gun out of the way. Give us the freedom our moral God-given birthright to experiment with our minds, our bodies, and our souls and connect with each other and speak about these things and talk with each other and share. We're going to be building a new world. The old world is dying. The old people that inhabit the old world and the old minds of thinking are going to be passing away. They will no, no longer be here. And it seems like we're almost set on autopilot. We just keep making the same mistakes. We keep doing the same bad things. We keep electing the same criminals and sociopaths and narcissists. And we keep perpetuating the same system. We have to realize that we have a choice, that we all have a choice, that we can actually change the direction. We have to find the inner power inside of us. We have to be able to take risks and to say no and to disobey and to peacefully opt out. And psychedelics can do that and liberty can do that for you. Cognitive liberty, psychedelics as tools, psychedelics as a right, psychedelics as a moral, a moral birthright. Decondition yourself from any other sort of notion that there's some kind of authority that tells you what you can and cannot put in your body. That is bullshit. You have the power to create a better world. You have the power to create better systems, to create a better life for yourself, for the people you love and care about. And this aggression, man, this aggression will not stand, man, <laughs> okay? I'm drawing a line in the sand, okay? You're either on our side or you're, on the, you're either on the side of the light or you're on the side of the dark. I am a Jedi like my father before me. And I fight for cognitive liberty for all human beings because I believe in human beings. I believe in the planet. I believe in life. I believe in good. I believe in consciousness. I believe in ecstasy and awe and wonder and creativity and passion and imagination and magic. Living in a world of magic and inspiration. I want to live in that avatar world, you know? But I want to have the technology that serves us as, as a way to do that. And so, man, I'm really, really glad that you guys joined me for this long one. Um, you know, I'm going to be, this is a focal point of this podcast. This is cognitive liberty is what I stand for and what I represent. And the psychedelic perspective, the perspective of looking at the world through a psychedelic lens, through a lens of, of individual truth and liberty that is everything. The individual is everything. You are everything. You are the power. Um, and I love doing this, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you did, please go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I mean, that's the best way to help. Um, I'm going to be launching a Patreon campaign because I want to be fully independent. Um, I, I want to 
make this a full-time thing. I don't want to have to do other side things and freelance things and gigs and, you know, potentially get advertisers. I used to have an audible advertiser uh, advertisement in Amazon and stuff like that, but I don't want to do that. I don't want any mediated, you know, stuff. I don't want any mediation between me and you. I want this directly to go right into your earbuds and I want the sonic smooth sounding voice of cognitive liberty to infect your, you know, inner ears and and light up your brain and stimulate those neurons and get things connecting in ways that they never had before and get you thinking in ways that you never had before and get you sharing these kinds of ideas and sharing this stuff because nothing can stop an idea as time has come. Nothing, Nothing can stop freedom and liberty and nothing can stop love and connection and oneness and truth and meaning. So, Once again, thank you very much. This is Mike Adelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli. And go and leave me a nice rating and review on iTunes if you would. And keep an eye out for that Patreon campaign coming soon. And we're going to have a bunch of cool uh, interviews lined up. i got some great guests, some really interesting people that I want to talk to from... Uh, you know, Wim Hof and Graham Hancock and Rupert Sheldrake and um, Dr. David Nutt and Gabor Mate. I've, you know, reached out to all these people and and we're going to be setting some cool things up soon. So um, hopefully they'll they'll join us and, and we'll have a good conversation. And so thanks again. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Please share this, uh, subscribe, like it. And, you know, if you believe in what I'm saying, if you believe in this message of cognitive liberty, spread it and be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. All right, guys, thank you very much. And until next time, this is Mike Brancatelli saying, man, I, don't, I just realized I don't have a good, like, catchphrase or anything. This is Mike Brank. Some people have called me this. I'll say this. This is Mike Brancatelli. This is the pineal gland of liberty. This is the your liberty chakra signing off and saying thank you. Cognitive liberty, peace, love, prosperity, happiness, and fun for all. And until next time, never stop searching for truth. Peace. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. not interested in being regulated by the state, manipulated by the state. The state should stand down.